Faith and Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Bubbles, and welcome back for the sixth Sunday after Pentecost for the week of July 21st, 2019, and I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to get in this week's podcast, and I am excited to announce that this is the 80th podcast since beginning and the beginning of 2018, and I'm excited to say that. I know that last week I made a statement saying that I'm going to be working on a process to be able to get so that people are able to reference these, and I know a lot of you have been along for much of the journey, so I appreciate the time and effort that you have put through in listening to these podcasts, to offering feedback, to just what are your thoughts week to week? And I really appreciate that. That's what really helps makes this happen week to week and continues it going forward. As you can imagine, just like any job, it becomes really difficult, especially that I'm a one-man crew at this point, putting out and doing all these on my own. And it's amazing to hear feedback coming back from you guys on a week-to-week basis. And I would highly recommend doing that if you haven't, because it's really positive for me. And I would love to hear some of your responses and be able to have a dialogue with you about some of these. But before we get into this week's podcast, we have to do our shameless plug for Working Preacher. If you haven't checked out workingpreacher.org, I'd highly recommend it. When you're having seminary professors being able to give their interpretation on how to break down and look at some of these texts, it's really extremely useful. And especially since I'm not an ordained minister, it gives me a lot of insight into looking into some of these scripture passages. And before we get into this week's podcast, we have to look at last week's Twitter question. And the Twitter question from last week is, have you considered how much environmental impact you make and how does that affect your, quote, community? And I got a really interesting email this week from a pastor friend of Christine Foster, who wasn't able to listen to my podcast until after she had preached But it was really interesting because what she looked at with the neighbor works really well with what we talked about last week when I was making the stance that the man on the side of the road in the Good Samaritan story is the environment. And her comment was she brought up multiple different things, saying that the road was made by Romans, which isn't even brought up in the text, and thinking about this being a connecting piece and using that to looking at the world in which we're in now and how we have to have all these roads to connect everywhere we're going and bringing that to the point of how we have become addicted, I would say, to plastic and how hard it is to get away from that, to moving that to where we've had record highs this year, just in the month of June, so last month, in Anchorage, Alaska, and how France hit 115 which is, you can imagine, is extremely rare to the flooding that we've had both in New Orleans and Washington, D.C. She then continues with talking about how we're getting antibiotic-resistant infections that's making it more and more difficult for our modern-day medicine to actually work on, to cure, and how we're having higher, unprecedented levels of refugees currently going on. And I think it really ties in well that we need to be thinking about if the man isn't entirely stated on who he is, that where is the injustices that are happening around our world that we're missing, that we're overlooking, that we're not thinking about. 
And I think that's really one of the big things that we have to continue to think about and contemplate as we're moving forward, especially as Christian people. The second one, I've mentioned her before, and she brought up a really interesting point this last week, was a friend of mine, Kajirsten, and Kirsten brought up this idea of looking and really observing the world around us, really looking and taking notice of the bugs to the blades of grass. And her comment was getting to the point of even just going and taking photos of that. And I think it's one of those things that we really have to take time to be able to do. It's one of those moments that you're not just walking by in a hurry. You're able to really sympathize and understand what the man is going through. But to do that, you have to stop and listen. You have to stop and look. And I think it leads extremely well into this week. Because as I'm reading these texts this week, it's been really shell shocker for me this week. Because this last week, I had a mission trip. So then you come back from that, and you're getting everything with that wrapped up. And as you can kind of see with getting this podcast on a Saturday, it's been an extremely busy week for me to get this out. And then we get these texts this week that I think just scream taking time for God and making sure that we're not getting busy with the rest of life. So let's dig into them. The gospel text this week is out of Luke chapter 10 verses 38 through 42. And this is a very simple story. And it's something again that we've probably been taught since we were a very young child. You have this woman named Martha. She invites her to her home. There is also her sister Mary. And Mary immediately sits at Jesus' feet and listens to what he has to say. But Martha is constantly trying to straighten up and is distracted by all these different things. And finally pleads with Jesus saying, Are you not going to just tell her to get up and help me in this? And Jesus responds with, why are you worried and distracted by so many things? Mary is doing the better thing and that I'm not going to take her away from that. This idea of taking time to listen to what the Lord has to say and not being distracted by all these different things. The first reading is from Genesis chapter 18 verses 1 through 10. Abraham is sitting outside his tent, and he's a very old age at this point in his life. Three men come, and he then offers essentially a meal for them. That, let me wash your feet, let me give you water to drink, let me give you bread to eat before you pass on. And so Abraham and Sarah then prepare this small meal. And as Abraham then making sure that it's the best that he can prepare it. And Sarah then is in the tent kind of getting the final preparations as Abraham is entertaining these men. And this is where the Lord states in this case that by the three men that he will return in due season and that Sarah shall have a son, that son becoming Isaac. And if you continue on the next few verses, this is where we get Sarah doubting God and being so surprised, causing laughter from Sarah because of how old they are at this point. But again, here we get this image of Abraham and Sarah taking time, but especially Abraham taking time for God to speak. The alternative first lesson is from Amos chapter 8 verses 1 through 12. 
And this kind of continues on with where dealing with the prophet again of Amos that we had last week. And the Lord has this basket of fruit and I ask Amos what this is. And it's a summer basket of fruit. And he goes through and talks about how the people have quit acknowledging him. And he's frustrated that he's sworn that he is going to be with the people, but the people are not living up to their end of the bargain. And that if they stay, turn back and listen to the Lord, that he will provide the fruit and the food that they need to continue to move forward. But they're not to be distracted by the things of today, the things that will pass away. The psalm this week is Psalm 15. And again, it's a short, condensed little psalm. But it's referencing back to that Abraham and is asking if we can just spend time with God. Spend time with God so that we can understand and see him and and abide with him. Not to try to get anything out of it, just to be moved by him. The second lesson is from Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 28. And this, I think, is kind of a great kind of bridge gospel from what we talked about last week into where we're moving this week. And it gets into this idea of creation and acknowledging and looking at the beauty of the creation and how God made it and was so pleased with it. But yet so many of us get distracted and forget to continue to come back, continue to give ourselves the time with God that he is desiring. And that through that time, if we give it to God, it will make for afflictions. It's going to make for, at times, sufferings because of this time and the world not always understanding that. But understand that God has a plan, that God is working through those afflictions, that he is going to make something better that is much grander than anything the world can provide by giving Christ the time. It's an interesting week to think about time because time is something that's so precious, but yet it's so easy to squander. And so many of us have a hard time with understanding time. It's something that as a child goes extremely slow. If we're waiting for something, again, extremely slow. But yet when we look back, it moves incredibly quickly. And before you know it, time has moved on. It's one of these things that we really struggle to wrestle with. We even have Einstein's theories of relativity talking about space-time continuums and understanding how time is not necessarily a full constant. And that there are places and times even on the earth to microseconds we can go ahead and back in time. And there's all these thought experiments that we have worked on and dealt with with time. But it's so hard to fully define and fully grapple with. It's one of the things to me when I think about science that's really interesting is time. Right before recording this podcast, I actually was going out and I have a couple small potted plants and I knew they needed to be watered and I hadn't checked my tomato plant in a little while. And so I went out on the porch and went to water it and I could see that it needed that. But next to it was a pot that I was expecting to be bare and it wasn't. 
That pot was an Easter lily that I received, and right after Easter, with being a youth minister and the beginning of summer, I got extremely busy and came back to see my Easter lily all but dying. I did the best that I could. I watered the plant. I tried pulling off the dead leaves so it wasn't putting energy into that. And for weeks, I've been watching as the stump, as I'm ripping it down, has become more and more dead. I figured I'll just leave it outside. What's it hurting? It's not doing anything. And I'll deal with it this fall. But to my surprise this afternoon, as I walked out on that porch, I saw from the root suddenly new life, a new sprout, something growing. Suddenly I had to deal with another plant, which is fine. That's the cool thing with science, is science is through a lots of observation. It's a basic part of the scientific method, and there's a lot of things at times that we can try to accelerate but there are some things in life that the only thing we can do is wait, is give time. If you're going to observe, to understand something, that's what the sciences is. We have to just give it time. And it's amazing as we have all these different things that we want breakthroughs in, in the medical field. And why haven't we figured it out yet? And understanding that we need time, we need trials, we need test subjects, we need to take the time to make sure we understand all the side effects, time. We really struggle with that as human beings, and it's amazing in science, for the most part, we understand that. Sometimes we don't. But we understand the process of that it's going to take times to get models, it's going to take time to understand something. Take time to understand the impact of what we're doing. Sometimes when we hear these environmental windows and how we need to make changes by such and such a date, we don't understand the element of time. The time it takes for CO2 to dissipate from our own atmosphere. Time. It's such a hard thing to grapple with and to understand. But here again, through these texts this week, God confronts us on the subject of time. And it's something that, like we've looked at with science, at times we understand it. We understand that it takes time for a seed to grow. But that's one of the hardest things that we don't have patience for. If you think about any company, it takes time for them to make profit, and we can understand that. But boy, if we could swing profit in the first six months, that'd be fantastic time. We wrestle and deal with and have a hard time understanding time. And maybe part of this is due to the aspect of we don't know how much time we have. We don't know how many times around the sun we have. And so we have a hard time valuing time. It's obvious to me as I look at these readings and it confronts me as I'm getting this podcast out extremely late this week on how we need to make time for priorities. And God demands and asks for our time. I need your time. I need you to sit with me and spend time with me. 
You understand time when you plant a tree and that it's going to take time for it to grow and that you are going to take care of it and watch it and let it grow. But why don't you understand that with me? I think it's one of the things that as a group of Christians and in a community, we struggle with God's time. It's a very different metric. It's hard to define even more than time. God's will and what he is desiring with that time and how often it's not instant answers as much as we may want that it's not that and that's hard I know it is for me I know when I sit there and have done different studies like the summer that I worked on looking if the northern long-eared bat needed to become an endangered species for the state of Minnesota. You had to take the time, the whole field season, to go through and essentially verify that we needed to continue doing studies to see the impact of white nose syndrome and if these bats needed to be considered endangered. We realized what sacrifice that was going to take and how the money from the people of Minnesota and federal grants was going to then take. But it was at that point seen as a good cause to try to understand and save and better understand the species and not just letting it slip from our fingers because we don't know how much time is left. I think it's the same way with us and God. We don't understand how much time we have to understand, to develop, to grow this relationship before our time on this earth and at this place and at this time is gone. Why is that so hard for us to understand? I don't know. Maybe it's something that God designed in us so that we have this desire of not knowing when the time is coming so that we do spend time with him. But sadly, in the world in which we're in right now, it seems to push and kick the can further down the road more and more and more. But yet, when we see a species that's on the edge of disappearing, we suddenly understand that there's so much we don't understand. There's so much we don't get. It's one of the major reasons to me, because we're so genetically close to orangutans, that I'm so disheartened by the evidence of people poaching orangutans and what things could they help us understand about our genetic coding within us that we just don't understand. Our faith is the same way. As we contemplate and wrestle with all these things around our lives, the person who created all of this sits and waits and wonders when we're going to stop being Martha and become Mary and sit and listen and try to understand what is going on in the world in which we're in. And that maybe he will actually provide some depth and knowledge to help us understand and be able to move forward more efficiently. But yet, we don't listen. We sit there and are busy with this, that, and the other thing and don't want to do that. I know I'm guilty of that, and this week is a perfect example of that. I didn't make enough time for God this week. I look at science, we understand that we can't rush things, no matter how much we want to try, especially when it means observing an ecosystem. 
especially when it means observing a species to understand that we're not just going to have all these breakthroughs in a matter of 10 minutes. It might take three months, three years, 30 years to get those 10 minutes of great breakthroughs. But there's tons of information that comes before that. Faith is no different. When I think about this and think about the world in which we're in as it's moving faster and faster and as we've talked about all these different environmental and science subjects over the last 80 episodes, I wonder, are we taking the time to listen to what God has to say about all of this? I often wonder with a lot of these storms and different catastrophes that are going on, do we just plead to God and not listen for a response, or figure the response is just us surviving, not understanding that that may be the preface to what he's actually trying to say. I know for myself, I'm guilty of it, and there's plenty of things in life that I just want to magically have happen, and they don't. It takes time. It takes being in contact with God and understanding it's running on his sense of time which is different than how we perceive time. So the Twitter question this week is, who do you give your time to and does it need to be adjusted? Because I know for myself, there is things that I need adjusting with time. And I know through science that we need to give time to things for things to develop. And sometimes when we feel like nothing is going on, Suddenly, from the roots, a plant emerges. I don't know how much time you have, and I don't know how much time I have, but I enjoy this time together. I enjoy working through this with you, and I know that there's still more time that I need to sit and quit being Martha and become Mary so that I can be a better scientist, so I can be a better listener, so I can be a better learner and observe what my creator has placed in front of me instead of me just trying to devour it as quickly as I can. So, we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.